Welcome everyone to ATW, or Talk Wrestling. As you know by now, I'm your host Max, along with my co-host Steve. Hello. I haven't got a hello this time. Oh yeah. <laughs> this will be the new weekly segment of what greeting do we get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, before we go into the results, I thought Raw was good, but in some places it was just all over the place. Um, let's put it this way. I think that they was it was it was really weirdly planned. As you as you will hear from the moment it hits your listening preferences, uh, what we actually what we mean so what we'll do is we'll we'll delve straight into the first segment which by now I've kind of lost all respect for Drew McIntyre because he's like when he was a champion he was so proud and he he spoke like like how I expected a wrestler of his statue to talk but to now it's just like you're coming out you're pretty much crying over the fact that you've still lost and then for someone who's been in wrestling for a long time forgot how money in the bank works yeah uh, I just I just don't. The thing is, right. So, as this this thing was obviously, Drew came out. He had a he had his talk, didn't he? Yeah. Um. You see, I'm very to do with Drew. I'm very in between with everything. I I try to see the good and and the bad all of it. I didn't think his promo work was as good as it has been. Um. I think that they've gone the wrong direction with this Drew thing. See, I didn't want Drew to come back until Fastly. I thought bringing him back after like a what would be a couple of weeks since he lost the title. He didn't come. He wasn't there last week. He came back this week, so that'd have been second two weeks since he lost title. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like they could have left it a bit longer because you're trying to. Obviously, the main thing was obviously the obviously we'll get back into the rest of it. But the title picture was not about him this week, was it? No. Um, but I did get one thing out of this segment I did really like was the Miz didn't say correct. Um, but I don't know, mate. I just the thing is, 
the problem is what I'm going to get now is obviously I've heard rumours. There's all sorts of rumours going about what Drew's going to do and what he's not going to do. But this match, when it obviously this segment where he's talking, the promo work, it could have been a lot, lot better. But obviously, it is what it is on Raw at a minute. It's it's a mess. Yeah, especially because um, Raw seems to be on longer than SmackDown, and you're kicking it off with somebody, like I said, still crying over losing. And then you had like the Miz coming out with John Morrison saying to him, Look, I've got a match with Bobby Lashley later on for my title. And I would love it if you were to help me regain it. Almost like saying, If you help me, I'll put you in line. But as he was talking, you had um, MVP come out and spoil his little little planning going on. Do you know one of my favourite people is at the minute? Well, he's MVP. Is that because he's, he's is that because he's injured? No, I like his. I've liked MVP since he was when he first came and he looked like a Power Ranger when he first came. Yeah. Right? I like <laughs> that's what JBL called him. He called him he looks like a Power Ranger. Um mm. I just I just feel like he's doing the best work I've seen him do in a long time. His promo and his mic skills are great of MVP. Um, um he's built a good brand. I think on on that one, yeah, I agree with you because when when he was called a Power Ranger, then had the audience call him a Power Ranger in his, if I remember right, it was blue and silver or blue and white. Yeah, but um, when when you said about that was the best promo work he's done. You've seen it's like it's it's better than what he did when he was in in Impact when he was like doing the beatdown clang. Ah, <laughs> right. I knew you'd pull me off on this bit. So I think I think obviously Impact's a different company, but I, I was I should have said this is the best work I've seen him in WWE where he's done promo work in WWE. His Impact stuff. I've, I've never seen a guy go to Impact and make the sit. I know it's a cliche and it's a pun, but I've never seen a guy on Impact do as well as he did on Impact with his, his beatdown clan. The only difference is this time is his... Obviously, it's not called the beatdown clan in WWE, is it? But no. he's, got, he's got an extra member and he's not wrestling as much, is he, as he was. Yeah, because the only thing that's changed is uh, no, no Kenny King. Um, you still got Bobby Lashley, which I, I think the reason why they work so well is because they go back to the days of Impact when they worked together. 
I didn't sit in this segment. I know we've got to have to move on in a while, but I, <laughs> I don't see the point in why Miz came out because his role in this one, there could, it just could have been Drew talking to MVP. That would have done better than talking to Miz and Morris. Yeah, but with um, with the Miz, any way he's going to find to try get out of the match or retain his title, he's going to try exploit it somehow. So I think they timed it well with MVP coming out and pretty much saying, look, whatever you're doing, it's not going to work. And I think MVP took a page out of Paul Heyman's book by saying it's not a spoiler, it's a prediction. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And then uh, straight after that, you had Seamus coming out saying you're just wasting your time, fellow. He's, he's all about himself and they wanted to fight like right there and then. I think Seamus was right in a way. I mean, obviously he's a heel, but I mean, I like the fact that he came out and did his little promo before this match even started. Yeah, because I, I can, I can't really understand. It was like they were gonna fight first anyway, so why they had to like try separate them before getting a ref down. Then when they actually got the the match going, I thought, oh, this one might go on for so long because it's the first time they've actually got the hands on each other since. The elimination chamber. Yeah. And um, um go on. I was just gonna say I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a very it was a very funny ending. Um I did get a record retrospective. I thought it was very similar to Edge and Randy Orton, where they were trying to do different of their own different moves and stuff. Um but I thought it was one of the best matches at night. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. I'm just going down my list. Um, um I think that was I think right, this is the funniest bit, right? If, I don't know whether you wrote this bit down, but I'd like to just put this out there in case you you heard what Tom Tom Phillips said. Go on. Tom, I think I think it's Tom Phillips. That's on commentary with Samoan Joe and um, Byron Saxton. Yeah. But he said this was a pay per view caliber match. Right. Right. And yet it should have been a caliber match for pay per view at Elimination Chamber. But that got changed. Coincidence. Yeah. 
And um, before we before we press on to the next match, we did have a announcement from MVP saying that at the top of the hour, nine, I think said Eastern time, mm -hmm. that he that Miz will have his championship match with with Bobby Lashley. Which I thought that was nice because he he's been given his week. So he he's got like his deadline of when when his match actually is actually gonna happen. Mm -hmm. um, We'll come back on to that one after this next yep. match. Mm -hmm. um, these are my favourite segments of this show. <laughs> Same shit, <laughs> different week. <laughs> we had Nia Jax versus Naomi. Yep. Now, for me, this was one of those can you not find anybody else to beat up? Well, yes, I agree. It's a it's a different week and same crap what's going on. So the the only reason, Mister Mac, is that mm -hmm. I can only think they've done this match because they've got a tag team. They've got a tag team match against Naomi and Lana eventually, um, but obviously. This week, they've uh, Jackson Baszler have got a match against. Uh, they've got a tag team title match on NXT. So the way that they should have done this is, I think they should have given Nia Jax a handicap match against Lana and Naomi, and then that would have made them more dominant. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was a match. What was it didn't really help anybody because Nia Jax is just if she wants to be dominant, you try to make a more you need to make a more look strong. She should have just squashed Naomi. Yeah, about the time when that started, I thought I'm going to go off and do something else because. I know how it's going to end. Naya's going to win. And then when they announced that they're going to be defending the titles today, mm -hmm. I was just like, right, I'll watch that tomorrow and see if, see if it's any good or not. Yeah. Um... It's a big week for NXT this week. So it's obviously the title match is going to be. I'm hoping the tag team title match is as good as any other match I've, I want to watch this year. Um, but yeah, this Naomi and Jack's match was a. I, was, I, I watched it, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, 
the next one we we come up to it came to the top of the hour from his defenders his title against Bobby Lashley but for some reason he he seemed to get like stomach cramps and then asked for a bit longer There's, there's, there's one thing I could really say about this, to be fair, right? So, obviously, he was trying to be the heel and he was trying to delay the title match. But there was... Is this the, is this the segment we're talking about where John Morrison asked him for a towel? Yeah. The thing is, if he had stomach cramps, then great. That means that he's, he could just... Because so it's an hour within 10 minutes, usually... Um, but it depends how bad the pain was. I think it was just put on, obviously, wasn't it? Um, I did like the fact that Bobby Lashley went, stuff it, I'm going to go beat him up. Yep. Um, which brings us to our next... Next part of that. I think this is another old story being retold again. Do you remember when Kevin Owens always seemed to get screwed by um, Shane McMahon? He always thought that he was always out for him. I think that's what the case is with Braun Strowman. I don't know why, right? So... Are you on about this thing with Adam Pearce and um, Shane McMahon and Braun? Yeah, when he when he was told he he came out and he said, I don't know why I'm out here. All I know is I've I've got a tag team match, but I don't know who my tag team partner is. And I don't know what's going on here because I get suspended for hitting Adam Pearce in the head. And then he, he turned around and I actually thought for once, I was like, the wrestling's gone PG. And all of a sudden he's saying, he might have been Bobby or might have been Braun. That, that said, starting to piss me off. I was like, whoa, on TV. This, this was stupid. I mean, there's supposed to be no authority figures, right? So why is Shane McMahon on TV? Um, the other thing is, Adam Pearce can't wrestle because he's not wrestled for like six years. I know. So, yeah, I, I see your point in it. It's like he didn't do well on SmackDown when Roman Reigns was in the ring. So it's not going to get any better or more. So I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, next, next time we see Piers, he's going to be hiding because Hairborn did say if he lost the match, that he'd be getting these hands. Although, I have thought of another idea while I'm while you you were just chatting then. Adam Pearce should go on 205 Live because nobody watches that. (laughs) 
I did think the pin, I, th- I thought that the finish was a bit poop. Because, yes, it's going to annoy Braun. And I mean, Braun Strowman should have won the tag team title on his own instead of obviously what happened with Adam Pearce. It was just ridiculous. But are you telling me that it's going to be Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania? And then he, he's somehow going to pull a miracle out, out of his ass and beat Braun Strowman. <laughs> uh, I think, to be fair, with the way they've been doing matches so far, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me in the least if they did that. You know why it is with Shane McMahon, don't you? Oh, just give me one more WrestleMania moment. Just give me one more. My dad did more than me. Please just give me one more. I can I can almost see him end up like um Zach Gowan. Yep. <laughs> I can just I could just see him coming out on crutches. I've got an idea though. Right. So you know that Adam Pierce has been teased about he was supposed to face Roman Reigns once and then they brought Kevin Owens on SmackDown. So Braun wants a WWE Championship match. So why don't they do it fast lane? I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this is my favourite. So why don't they do a stipulation where Braun Strowman takes on Adam Pearce and Shane McMahon, the winner, if Braun Strowman beats one of them two, we should get his WWE title match. Yeah. I hate Shane McMahon's storylines. They really are boring. Yeah, what, what I should have said at the start of, them, of this review was um, Braun Strowman didn't know at the time that Adam Pearce was going to be his part to take on now the Raw Tag Team Champions. Um. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander who actually beat uh, beat Braun and and Adam Pearce to retain the titles. Just I just don't know, mate. I don't know what to think. I thought Adam Pearce knew better. Yeah, that's that's just him for you, though. Um, the next we we see Elias talking to Bad Bunny, and I don't know what it is, but why does every everyone that seems to be in the music industry think, oh, I'll go up to Bad Bunny and ask him to do a collaboration track and change the, the music world. Mm. And it, I just found that funny because it was like, at one point he was saying his album was in the charts for so long, then Bad Bunny comes along and it, it's not doing as well.
Yeah, I mean, I've listened to some of Elias' album. It's not a very long one. Um, but at least you understand what he's on about. Um, but the Bad Bunny thing, I mean, how long do you gonna how long are you gonna give him with the 24-7 championship? Um, I'm not sure. I think I think someone's going to have to take uh, Damien Priest out or distract him, and then more than likely we'll have our truth come in and take it take it back from him. You're forgetting one factor, though. It could be Pete Rosenberg again. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or it could be Tom Phillips <laughs> Tom Phillips needs a title <laughs> or Byron Saxton um, yeah I just don't know I mean there's they could have made this title better I mean it's a joke it has been a joke since I brought it back but they never seem to have like big matches with it. It seems to be a backstage thing all the time. And they've had a few matches in the ring, but it just doesn't work. But I don't want Damien Priest to be dragged down to the 24-7 championship. Yeah, because what um what the new listeners of this generation won't un- understand is uh, me, and, me and Steve grew up in a a generation where it was never called the 24-7 championship. It was the hardcore title. And then that was defended uh, 24-7. So for some reason, they decided to take a, a great-looking belt inside. Yeah, let's, let's make it green, put some, some gold on there, look like it's not. Not like a bit of trash. No. Um, well, here's a question for you, Max. Right, I've got a few questions in this. So this is my first question for this segment. So is it, if you win the 24-7 championship, and let's say you've won every single title, what's going at the minute, so you win all your your big titles and your tag team titles and your mid-card title. If you win the 24-7 championship, does that make you more of a better champion or worse? I would say worse because the 24-7 championship is like a... It's like saying, oh, I'll go out and buy the new the new Xbox. But I'm yeah. not going to tell you what what one I'm going to get you, and you you're expecting the one with no disc drive. Then I come <laughs> back and and I come back and I give you one that has the disc drive. It's like I didn't I didn't ask for that. And that's what it's like with this twenty four seven tie. It's like I want to show out the tag teams. I don't want to show out. That little jokey belt that is going to make me look stupid wearing it. I um, I also need to make up, uh, I think on one of my former podcasts, what we did, I need to just 
a correct an error. Right. I got mixed up between I got mixed up between Jason Riker and another wrestler from from TNA. Um, I got Gunner mixed up with Bram. <laughs> oh yeah, Bram. And I did realise, right? I didn't realise that Bram's still wrestling. And the funniest thing is, Gunner was the one with who actually was in a tag team with James Storm, I believe. And his impact is. Yeah, because um, everyone would just know him as, as Riker over here. Whereas we... Yeah. Yeah. Whereas we basically know him as, as Gunner from Impact. He's a good wrestler. He's got skills. I just don't... The thing is, when he's, he's with Elias now, but, like, Elias is... I don't want to put this. I don't want to put this down this segment, but I'm. I'm sorry, right? So you got Bad Bunny. That's only going to be around for another six months, maybe. You got Damien Priest as a up and coming star in WWE. You've got Elias that is doing music, but he doesn't actually win any titles very often. So it's a bit of an awkward group for Damien Priest to be in. Yeah, it's just like. I've got fingers crossed that they they treat Damien Priest like they did NXT. Mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of pissed off that they've taken one of my favourite Impact wrestlers, Gunner, who is now called Riker, and just went, yeah, you were this this frightful person, Impact, to soft as a button in WE. Because I remember I remember the probably the, the match that made me respect him more as a wrestler was the one where it was leading I think it was leading up to pay-per-view where her James Storm handcuffed his his dad to the ring. And then Gunner comes down to save him. And then just as James is walking away, he turns around, goes back down the ramp and cracks him over the head with one of his beer bottles. The thing is, I don't think they've used they haven't used Jason Riker in the right way, um, but we'll see what happens. He might just become a just he might just become another lackey for um, Elias. Yeah, it could be like you say, someone down the line one of them gets an opportunity and. And the, the other one doesn't like it, and they they try to take that person person out to fill in their their place. Well, to say what we. But um, getting on to the match at hand after the the segment, we had uh, Damian Priest versus Elias. Now I 
I would have preferred to see Elias versus Bad Bunny. Because all I've seen him do is there's no wrestling, it's just dodge a few bullets and then have Damien Priest do the dirty work and be like, all right, you go get the title now. Mm, I agree with you there. I think it, it was it. I mean, the match itself, I thought Elias had too much offense in it. Yeah. Um, I like David Priest. I really do. I like the guy. I think he's great. I'm still trying to get over the fact that he can point his arrows to the crowd. He's got to look up to do it. <laughs> yeah. Stiff neck syndrome. <laughs> So basically, Damon Priest won won the match, which we we all know if you, if you're a new wrestler, you're going to have a a good winning streak for a little while before you actually start losing. Um, are you ready for the next part? I was just going to say, but look at his winning streak so far. Angel Gaza twice, and then he's he's just beat Elias. That's two nobodies. Yeah, I just have to see what what happens next week. Oh, we're so we're so oh, we're so excited. <laughs> I can't contain myself. I need to know now. I know. <laughs> Um, we came up to the top of the hour again, with, which is 10 p.m. Eastern time, where Miz couldn't come up with any more excuses. So he, he came up to the ring, Bobby came to the ring, but then as soon as the bell rang, he upped and tailed with his title belt. Which at, at this point I was I was watching on the laptop and I was thinking it's a good thing I'm I'm not a person who throws something across the room. Because it, it was getting was getting that annoying. It's like stop being a little wimp, just get in the ring, defend the title. This shows like more than an hour long. And I don't want to keep watching you come up with excuses as to why you're not going to defend the title. Just, I mean, it was it was very funny. Some of it was funny, but if, if, it, if he'd not done the segment at the start saying that he was not ready and everything in the other segment, this wouldn't have been so bad. But, then when you see him run away with Ty, it's like, is this really going to happen? Do we? Well, I want to see a title match. I want to see. I want to see him get beat. Yeah, because 
uh, for a while, he reminded me of the the paperweight champion from, and I watched Impact, uh, Magnus. Yes. He would, he would always like parade around the title and didn't want to, to defend it. No, a good wrestler in his time. Um, but he did have a good match with uh, Bram. Oh, he did. I remember that so well. When Bram hit him in the head with the cue ball. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and for people listening, not thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Look at the YouTube. <laughs> YouTube Bram versus Magnus in, in TNA. It had been TNA back then, I think. Yeah. It might have been Impact slash TNA. Yeah, just type in Bram hits Magnus with Cubal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like you said, he does a runner with a title which. Pisses Bobby Lashley off more because, like, I think what Samoa Joe said, there's nothing worse than an angry Bobby Lashley, but you kept him waiting and you've done that to him. You can have a pissed off Bobby Lashley when he actually gets his hands on you. You still with us? Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna come back with Samoan Joe's a legend. Yeah, and once, once again, another favorite segment. Same shit, different week. We have Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler. Yep. Um. Charlotte Flair saying that she wants to be Royal Women's Champion. And at this point, I'm just thinking, don't keep coming back for the titles, let some other ones have the title. Yeah, I, um, I was hoping Jason Riker would be the next one for Asuka's title. <laughs> Don't you think um, uh, James Elfworth would be better for the title? Oh no, not Mr. Nurchin. Because remember, he did win the women's uh, ladder match. Yeah, that's true. So if if, San, yeah, if he can do it and Santine Morella can dress up as a woman and not get recognised, sure he's got a, a chance. Um, so my, here's my problem with this, right? I like the match between Baszler and Charlotte. Great. But they're still not giving Baszler the credit of a wrestler that she is. 
I think the reason why they're not giving her as much credit, so I was reading an article and they're not really impressed of how how vicious she is when she's actually in the ring. Are you joking? Um, I think it was, I think it might have been Triple H. I think it was just due to the fact that because they, before they actually showed that, Oscar was out because when Shayna uh, kicked her in the face, she made one of her teeth fall out and they showed like a, a small, a slow replay of it coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you remember rightly, she's she does that thing where she manipulates the joints and then stamps on the the elbow. It's like moves like that. They're just looking at her thinking, no, we can't take you seriously as a wrestler because you're letting your MMA fighting come in. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's damaging our wrestlers. So we're not going to give you that. Okay. Okay, so, right. So if that's the case, Mr. Max, I think they need to really never look at what Pete Dunne does every time he wrestles. So you're telling me that they think Baszler's a bit too much when she does her MMA things. Great. The violence can just carry on. I quite, I quite like when she does it to Lana because it takes her out for about three weeks. Um, <clears throat> what I do think, if they need to look at what Pete Dunne does, he manipulates joints, he breaks people's fingers. So what happens when Pete Dunne gets called up? I think they've, they've got the... They are, try again. I think they have the, the eye on him as well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure they have some uh, welfare policy put in place for for things like that. Um, we won't spend too much time on this one. No. Um, in the end, Charlotte Flair defeated Shayna Baszler. Which to my surprise, and I thought, this is great. No Ric Flair, no Lacey Evans, just straight back to business. I didn't think the uh, finisher was very great. For I thought that I thought the natural selection was a bit soft. Yeah, things are not getting. Delivered like they used to. No, they're just like raw mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm having problems with that at the moment. Ooh, royal mail. We will get this package to you when we're ready. <laughs> just, I don't want Charlotte to go for a tile. This, this should kill me because I want Rhea Ripley to go for the, the Raw Women's Championship. 
So basically the way I see it, um, I would love to see if it comes down to a triple threat between uh, that, yeah, a triple threat, Oscar versus Ripley versus Mai Young from Retribution. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, that's two that I've not seen because I've not actually watched when NXT actually started up, so Oscar could have had a match with with Ripley and Young from Retribution. Mm-hmm. But if they had a had a match, I'd be like, mm, "This is worth a worth a watch." Well, I'm I'm trying to think, Max. Um... Because, I mean, I didn't watch NXT from the actual start when it started in 2013 or something like that, but I, I've watched a lot of them. I've watched it for a few years, and I don't... I think when Asuka was champion, I don't think she faced Mia Yim because she, she was still with... Um, still with Impact back then. And Rhea Ripley's only been around for about two years in NXT US. So I'd be surprised, but I, I, it could have happened. It could have happened. She asked him, I have had a special match in NXT UK. I don't know. Yeah, I'll look into that after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, can I minimize this? I've got to to minimise that so I can actually get to what I was I was looking at because mm-hmm. my my phone that had the notes on uh, just died on me. Um. Oh, yeah, I know. I know where to go for him anyway. Um, this is the this is the part that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Why do we need to have same shit, different week again? Mm-hmm. But this week it was um, Matt Riddle with the Luchadors. Versus retribution. Mm. I don't know where to start with this one because to, I just I don't know why. But I mean, the thing is, Riddle's the US champion, so he should not still be in this feud with the Luch the Lucha House Party versus Retribution. I know. It's just like, because when I was watching it, I was thinking, all right, um, Riddle jumps in the ring, does his stupid little kickoff flops and then get a replay of it. But I found it, <laughs> I did find it a bit funny um, 
I think it was um, Metalik or Dorado like tried to to imitate some sort of kicking on the floor because mm-hmm. like the the their right leg went up in the air a little bit as soon as they jumped in the ring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my question to you probably is do you think um, uh, T-Bar and Slapjack are getting too soft now because they seem to lose like every single week now? Um. Well, as a, as a group, retribution, they're a bit pants anyway, because the two get the T Bar and T Bar and Mason uh, Slapjack. Slapjack's probably probably he's probably good as a cruiserweight, um, but I'd say the two guys, the two big guys, um, Mason T Bar, they could easily go for the tag team titles. Why the why the in these no nonsense feuds with people that. Are not as high skilled as somebody say. I mean Benjamin and Alexander. If you put them against T Bar and Slapjack, then they're not gonna. They're never gonna beat Slapjack. They're never gonna beat T Bar and um, Mace. Yeah, I especially liked it when Mustafa Ali got in the ring. It was like again. You lost. How can you lose? And I, I was watching it, just thinking, yes. How could you lose that luchador? Little puny little people you can flick up and flick out out your window. And you've got like T Bar, who's like a muscly person. It's like, hold on, I'm just going to pick you up, drop you down. And then he had to turn around, like. And this is the part where I was so lucky. I was actually lying on the bed when I was watching this. And Mustafa Ali Taran said, where do you think you're going, Riddle? Get in this ring with me now. Then he turns to the rest of Retribution and says, look, I'll show you how it's done. And then he, he defeats Riddle and about that time, I tried not to not to cheer too much because it was say about early hours in the morning, mm-hmm. and I just thought, yes, finally we're not going to have any more shenanigans with with Riddle. No. I think this is. Where so what they're trying to do is so they've looked at retribution. Bear with me, Max, because this is obviously something what's quite funny. So you got Riddle as champion, he won it off a he won it off a beat John Morrison, but the original champion was Bobby Lashley, who was part of a faction. He's now facing somebody else, which he'll face for the US championship, which is Ali, who's another part of the faction. So if Ali wins the US title, what does that prove? That's just 
the hurt business all over again. Yeah, I, I don't see there's any progression. And the thing is, so if Ali wins the US Championship, then does that mean T-Bar and Mace get a tag team title shot? Well, when they start getting a few wins back under their belt or they win some sort of uh, tag team gauntlet match. <laughs> yeah. I've never known any tag teams to get a tag team shot by losing all the time. Um, apart from Braun Strowman. Yeah, but the thing with Braun Strowman is when he had that tag team match earlier in the night, um, second it was Adam Pearce. And then before that, he won it with a 10-year-old kid. I mean, he lost with Adam Pearce, but he won the tag team titles with a, a 10-year-old kid. I can't remember what. If it was Nicholas. a Yeah. They beat Matt Hardy and... Um, was it Bray Wyatt? Or oh, was it the bar? Yeah, I think it was the bar. They don't set the bar, they are the bar. <laughs> well, if they're the bar, they're going to be lonely because we can't get to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I ask you one question? I've, I've seen someone online today. So here's my, here's my question to you before we get to the last match I believe we're going to get to. Yeah. Is, can you remember what Bobby Lashley's first ever title was in WWE? I want to say the United States. Correct. Um, but here's the bit where I didn't know. Right, I couldn't remember who he made his debut against. Um, I want to say John Cena. Do you know what I thought that too? But no, it was somebody called Simon Dean. Ah, oh, yeah, that fashion person. Yeah, the fitness guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he came out one of those um, <laughs> motor. Motor um, appliances you step on in, it just drives you down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one of them. That was his first ever match in WWE. <sighs> there is one other fact that I need to tell you about before we get to the Bobby Lashley bit. No. Do you remember Bobby Lashley's storyline with the sisters? Where he came out and he had two. It was he was he come back. He was really smiling. He was talking about his family and stuff like that. And he came out with there was two sisters in the ring, dressed up as his sisters. I didn't know, but I know it's a WWE thing we're doing now. But apparently, an AEW wrestler now was in a tag team was one of the sisters. Mm -hmm. 
Do you want to know who it was? Go on. It was Ma- Max Caster. Yeah, yeah, I was in it. <laughs> yeah, Max made it, yeah. Just... And, um, Bobby Lashley, right? Is yeah. is doing really well, actually. To be fair, I mean, it's only taken like I think it said about six years or something. <laughs> no? Yeah, he feels like about fifty. Correction: uh, 17, 17 years. To actually, to actually get his hands on the the championship. It's been such a long time. I think we will tackle this match, and then if we've got anything else to to add on for. For the listeners, we'll put that on towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we come to the match that we've been trying to watch for two occasions. We had uh, the Miz finally in the ring with Bobby Lashley, and um, as usual, he tried to get out. But um, you had Shane McMahon say, I didn't tell you the stipulations of the match. And um, we got some some lumberjacks in the back for this match. And then you see, you see everybody come out. And I'm thinking to myself, early on in the match, you're fighting each other like you don't like each other now all of a sudden you just being hypnotized and you you're like, yeah, come on out. Go around the ring, just just stay there and not not attack each other. Yeah, that was slightly weird. And it, it was strange seeing some of the twenty four seven um, the previous champions. Mm-hmm. Um, you had that one that was with um, uh, Brian for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like in, I think it was like orange or or white, white a true gulag. Yeah. I remembered when I think it was Gulak that not pretty much just looked at the Miz and then just tossed him back in again. Yeah, I, the funniest thing is I, I find about it is this thing with the Miz. Right, you can't be. Do you remember how many lumberjack matches we used to have? They were great. But the thing is, 
this was like the third attempt at night to try and get this title match on, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when they were that lumberjack match, I thought, hmm, how is this going to work? If people are in feud with each other and just stand next to each other going, all right, mate, how are you? <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just silly when they do that. It's like when when I watch older pay-per-views and watch pay-per-views now, it's like they put so much PG into it now. Mm-hmm. You're literally just sat there thinking, Wow, I'd rather watch the previous years. At least I get a bit of uh, blood, gore, and violence. That's where we're at. <laughs> and on here, it's like, oh no, you can't, you can't bleed, you can't do too much damage. So, how did you think Miz looked in this match? Um. I'd say weak, to be honest, because I thought he'd put up a bit more of a fight and uh, Morrison would have got would have got involved. But for the for the fact that he actually lost to Bobby Lashley, I thought yeah, he's, he probably lost because he's got to to go do some some more Miz and Mister Miz TV show. Mm. And any other thing like the Marine seven, eight, or nine, whatever number he's at now. Have we seen Marine six? Um, not yet. I've only watched the first two. Well, I, I won't tell you what it's about, but I can tell you that it was in it. Uh, there was Miz there yep. was Becky Lynch there's Shawn Michaels uh, I don't know if there's anybody else but that's the only three that come to mind well it can't be any worse than River of Darkness hmm. which had um, Kurt Angle and Kevin Nash Mm-hmm. And I think Psycho Sid. Yeah, I think, I think it's Psycho Sid because I remember looking at him thinking uh, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, but I think it is Psycho Sid. Uh, hang on a minute. I've just found the cast. Um... Yeah, they're the only three that was uh, wrestlers as far as I can see. The Miz, Becky Lynch, and Shawn Michaels. Wasn't um, I swear it. I think wasn't wasn't Lana in one of them? Lana. Um, maybe I don't know. I, 
That was number six, by the way. Yeah, I know, I know Lana's in, in a movie that's going to be coming out soon with Bruce Willis. And I think it's called uh, Cosmo, I think it is. Right, I've got them here. Ready? Yep. So John Cena was in the first one. Uh, Ted DiBiase was in number two. Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, home, and then number three, Ed Mays, four, Ed Mays, five, Ed Mays, six, Ed Mays. So here's the question about going back to the Miz and the, and the Bobby Lashley match. I thought this was a pure squash match. Yeah. Um, I think this match shouldn't have happened this week. It should have happened the week before, um, which would have been more embarrassing for me. I'm glad the Miz lost. Uh, but then on the other hand, I'm also feeling sorry for Bobby Lashley. Is he? He didn't get like a more worthy match to win it by. I just felt right. If you're going to beat the Miz, Lumberjack match was great. The length of the actual match was not very long. I think it was like five. It felt like five minutes to me. Um, I'm happy with Bobby's won the title, but I don't want him to give it back to Drew. Just yet. No, I think I think what he should really do is um, give Seamus a chance. Because the poor guy's been like promised a, a title match one-on-one and then it just it's like a baby. Take candy away. It's not content. It's going to be it's going to be angry and it's going to start kicking off. And we all know you don't want a, an angry Irish a ginger man after you. No. Um, I'm probably, is it, right, so here's a scenario I'd love to see. Obviously, I like your idea of Seamus. So I would like to see Bobby versus Seamus at Fastlane. Yep. And then obviously, and then obviously what happens there, because Seamus does deserve a title shot, even though he, he lost to Drew on this week on Raw. I just, they could give so many different people title shots that's never had a title shot for a long while. Seamus is one of them. Yeah, they should do like what they've done for, uh, for like King of the Ring, but do it gauntlet style. Also, Mr. Max, I um, we was missing two superstars this week because um, I didn't have a match. Would that be on the men's side or the women's side? Because we know about Oscar not being there. It was on the men's side. 
Um, would that be the the dirty dogs? No, um, it was the phenomenal one. Is that is that phenomenal? That I even forgot about him. Yes, is that phenomenal? I forgot about him. So the thing is, obviously. That's the first week they've not had AJ have a match on Raw. Yeah. So he said, I don't know if you watched the other programs. So I watched I watched Raw Talk last week and he was complaining that Drew wasn't there last week. And then this week, AJ's not there. <laughs> so basically it he just made himself out to be a hypocrite. Hmm. Um, interesting fact for the people listening. Um, Oscar came into the business in Yep. In top uh, top wrestling illustrated. And I tell you she she's changed a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Like she's got her own her own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Still can't understand a word she's saying. <laughs> so I got to listen out for the broken English. Yeah. Um, so um, we know as a as her being Oscar, but before that she was also known as uh, Kana, Kana, Jaime, Princess Kana. Raymond Woman, Skull Reaper Kana, Tommy Gonzen, probably butchering the the words. Yeah. But she she had a good a good run. Um, yeah. I've also noticed on a site that I go to watch your wrestling, and you probably noticed on yours, you've got the option of watching uh, Japanese or Japan uh, female wrestling. Yeah. And I thought about giving that giving that a shot to see what what that's like. What Japanese wrestling? Yeah. Well, so oh, I forgot to tell you actually. I watched, I found a free match on YouTube. I don't know if you're interested in it. Um, <clears throat> I watched AJ Styles in Japan. And um, it was when he was part of the, the leader of the Bullet Club and he was 
the IBW champion or something. I, I, is it IWGP champion or something in Japan? Um, obviously, I've watched the AW Japan stuff this these last few weeks because the women's tournament, what's going on there. Um, but you can actually get on on the, um, the, the the stream thing that I watch some wrestling on. I do. I can actually watch Japan wrestling on there. Um, so if you was to want to watch some Japan wrestling, uh, the best ones are uh, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Dominion, and what's the other one called? There's, there's a few anyway, but they're quite good when they do the ones in Japan. Um, but AJ Styles' style was a lot different to what it is in WWE. Yeah. Um, just looking at some pictures of um, Oscar in her, her early wrestling days. And I'm quite surprised that WWE decided to take her in, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say she's back in her homeland wrestling mm-hmm. and she's got I think that she's sort of like beat this wrestler up to the point where she can't defend herself anymore. Mm-hmm. So she's she's like on her right hand side like, uh, so you're trying to lick her face. Yeah. While copping a feel on the left-hand side mm. and putting down a strap on the right-hand side before copping a feel at the, at the front with both hands. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... Okay, Oscar's. Maintained. Okay, so I found something out on here. I don't know if it's true or not, but I've just found it says Oscar's got a twin sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm trying to find it. To be fair, it just says twin sister, and I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. But yeah, um, it says, "Did you know the Oscar character is played by identical twins?" No, but I think from now I'll be I'll be watching out for the differences. There might be. I mean, it might it might be normal Oscar. I mean, there's all sorts of quotes in there, but um, she's got a sister, and it there must be. It says here, did you know the Oscar character? Circling for months that the Oscar character is portrayed by two people. There's obviously Oscar, the normal one, and then there's the sister. But because the twins, nobody will tell much difference, I suppose. 
Is another fact, right? Is does does this does this worry you that the main event of Raw? So you had Bobby Lashley, who's who's obviously champion now. He is he is forty four. Right. And then you've got the Miz. He is. Uh, I want Miz. Miz is older than me anyway, by I think by looks of it. Miz is forty. Um. So does that worry that the age of the wrestlers are Gary, the champions are older? Possibly. I've done a bit of research myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just read a little bit. It says, WWE has begun hiring identical twins when possible mm. to portray superstars as a means to get twice the bang for the buck out of the most popular characters. Just last night, for example, Oscar wrestled in Tobeka, portrayed by Canico and as well as Toronto portrayed by Fumi. So so like so that means the main event, the the average age of Bobby versus Miz was like forty summer. So that's that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yep. Um, because obviously I'm I'm just going through different wrestlers here. So when she, I think Sheamus is older than Drew. Um, because Drew's, oh my God, is that how old Sheamus is? He looks well for his age. Oh no. <laughs> I just found probably exclusive for the listeners. No, I meant as in the shape he's in, to be fair. Because, yeah. Um, So, okay, there's a little, this is, obviously we don't do this very often, but if you was to look at the WWE champions from the last two years, who would you say has been more deserving to win it? I always like to give the the underdogs a, a fighting chance. We've had we had AJ try to have his hand at it, but I think I'd prefer to see more uh, Braun. Mm-hmm. So I can't even remember a time when he actually had the main title. Um, 
Well, didn't you win? Didn't you have the W? Didn't you have the World Heavyweight Championship last year? Universal Championship now, obviously. Yeah, but I don't think he he had it for that long, though. No, it was just an es- espresso away, wasn't he? Yeah, I've, I've just well, seen. Yeah, carry on. I'm just thinking off, off, off. I mean, the thing is, this thing with Drew and then obviously Bobby, there's, I just, I'd like him to have a little bit of a reign to let, so it gives him a bit more credit to have been champion sort of thing rather than just give him a short run and then somebody else has it. Yeah. Ooh. I've just been um, you know I've just seen an advert announcing coming to W Network Undertaker's doing a, a taker search so right. we'll be expected to see um for this role of the un- for this role of the Undertaker, competing in a series of challenges to determine which one would be of life into dead men, if it's a good one. The role of the Undertaker, as we've learned this from our sources, <laughs> we got um, Connor Otis, Nathan Jones, Kalisto. Wow, that's a name I've not heard for ages. Nathan Jones. What's that? Oh, yeah. What did happen to him? I don't know, but I think with his his past of being in, in an Australian prison for for some time, I think they decided, no, we'll, we'll leave off the offenders. Yeah, Nathan Jones is the same age as Undertaker nearly off. Yeah, and um, before I watched that little advert, there's um, uh, any Undertaker fans out there um, in this article it says, although Legendary Sports entertained uh, that Undertaker officially retired from the ring last year, the sudden appearance of, of the pop star Bad Bunny reportedly has the dead man considering one more match. Um, I'm just trying to see. If... I think what they're trying to get at, he might have a, a match with Bad Bunny if If things come to light, that might be the case. I mean, the only people that are very close to what the Undertaker's character was, and st- still is to a fair bit, because un- I don't know, we don't know what's happening with him, is you've got Damien Priest, there's obviously Bray Wyatt, and there's Alistair Black. 
Yep. But it did. I don't think there'll be another dead man. I think I don't think there'll be another Undertaker. To be fair. I reckon he's going to make an appearance at WrestleMania. Really? Sort of basically like um, a pop-up just to remind people that he's he's still about. Mm. Um, what I'm expecting from WrestleMania this year is people modifying their their entrances. You know, like when um Triple H had the the motorbike. Hmm. And then you had uh, Roman Reigns with his Superman punch to the ground that went all the way down to the ring. Mm. All the way to uh, Seth Rollins' uh, take on Game of Thrones with the blue eyes. Yeah. That's another question I forgot to ask last week. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think wrestlers have to portray themselves as as movie characters, like you've had um, Sasha Banks as Wonder Woman, you've had mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss as as Chucky and Freddy Krueger, yep. mm-hmm. you've had Seth Rollins as Thanos. Yep. Um, I think House. Yeah, it's just oh yeah, Rain Mysterio as as his version of the Joker. Yeah. Um that's a good question to be fair. Um I think to try to do it so you're more investing that character. Don't always work, obviously. Um, mm. But you were saying about Alexa Bliss. The thing what stands out with me with her character as used with the theme is the um, she's tr- she tried to do the ponytails as Harley Quinn, but um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's other wrestlers. To do tribute to stuff like Johnny Gargano and people like that. Um, I, I don't know whether they're trying to relate to fans even more, but I mean, the, the Wonder Woman Sasha Banks, I don't see how it worked. Is, um, um, I'm just trying to remember, is, is Randy on, on Raw? Yeah. Yeah, because I forgot to mention um, the little vaccine he had. 
where you, you basically just said to us, if she carries on the path that she's going down, she's going to end up like the fiend. Mm-hmm. And then Alexa came on the TV and then disappeared and then he started coughing, started getting a bit hot, undone his jacket and I thought, oh no, we're going to see this puke thing all over again. Mm. But then I wouldn't say I got freaked out, but I thought to myself, this is like a scene from a horror movie where there's like a demon version of Randy talking to Randy. In like a, a demonic voice. Mm-hmm. Um, that bit was funny because I thought, so it was like a mirror image, wasn't it? It was like a darker version of Randy Art. So is that, um, I'm hoping that's not the new character that's going to be the theme. Um, we'll just have to wait until next week. Well, I reckon the Fiend's not going to come back to Mania. Well, there's going to be 11 matches at WrestleMania because I've seen the the um, the trailer to, to sort of suggest that the Fiend's going to have a match at WrestleMania. And um, I'm following the news of coronavirus. If it does go ahead, I'm thinking by the time WrestleMania comes round, we're going to be out of lockdown and we can actually uh, socialise again. Mm-hmm. And then we can we can actually do a live review of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But in actually in person. Oh, that would be a first. <laughs> Um, yeah, because if you look at the time scale, what they're trying to do at WrestleMania is going to be on the start of April, isn't it? So, um, I'm just thinking about it then. So the time scale is that April, between March and April, that's supposed to be the time when things are a bit more, a little bit more relaxed. Um, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, to be fair. I mean, WrestleMania's over two nights again. So it's a bit of a head to tails what's going to be the two main events. Obviously, it's going to be, I, I think Roman Reigns and Edge will be one of them. Um, but I don't know what the Raw side's going to bring up yet. Because somebody, somebody's already said they want to see Brock Lesnar versus. Um, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Um, yeah, because we want to see more, more current stuff, not uh, pointless, pointless stuff. I mean, I went through WrestleMania last year. I watched both nights. It was difficult because by the second night, 
I was quite like, yeah, but they didn't seem to make, night one was all right. But then it didn't seem right because there were no fans there. Um, I just hope this year's a lot better. Um, from my from my sources, just as you were talking, it looks as though a Bobby versus Brock might be in the works. Because mm-hmm. um, it's looking like they set Bobby up to win the the title, mm. and then. Probably at that fast lane or mania, Brock might might spring spring up from somewhere. That'd be a first for Paul Heyman, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think he. I think he would turn on Roman. Do you know what I think? I think that if. Think about it. This is this would be a scenario that would be funny. So you'd have Brock Lesnar Raw that would be champion. This is boring anyway, but it might happen. Roman Reigns keeps his title on SmackDown. So that means they'd have to change Paul Heyman's music to Shame It Man. Because he'd have all the money with the two top titles with two people that he manages. Yeah. Because it'd be, here comes the money. No, yet it is here, here comes the money. Because <laughs> you've got the tribal chief and you've got the, the mercenary on Raw. And on that note, I'd like to thank you for listening, if you're still listening by this point. Um, <laughs> we will be back with the NXT results and then the SmackDown results. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot to say at the top of the hour, the raw results we've just done today was from the 1st of of this month, March uh, 2021. For all those mm-hmm. who are taking, taking the dates down. So all I can say is it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.